0: My biggest prediction is crypto is going to the moon.
1: Oh, Jesus. Fucking I, Are you really fucking bringing up crypto? <laughs> Mike.
0: Doug, what's happening?
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sad today. I'm a little bit down.
0: Let me guess. Baseball.
1: Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report last week.
0: Yep. Yep. And who knows, man? Like, it's. I know they've got a a week full of meetings this week, but we'll.
1: I predict. I predict it's. uh, It's settled by the twenty eighth. Yeah. Although Buster Olney had the, uh, had the great, explanation. He had the greatest tweet explaining the problem, with baseball. You know, labor management. Um, So they announced. You know, this year. By the way, another sad thing this year, universal DH, another aspect of strategy taken out of the game. Um, but he brought up that, you know, both the owners and the players wanted universal DH. Right. And they wanted it last year, but they couldn't come to an agreement. The, the point being is they both wanted it and couldn't come to an agreement. So it didn't happen last year.
0: Yeah. Well, and so it's uh, not to – I mean, I, we, we could obviously talk for about baseball for hours upon hours, but I was having a conversation with this guy that is a hitting coach, and he, he just actually – last year was his last year in the minors. Played nine years, triple-A ball. Dude, never made a dime. Like, it, it's just – never got called up. For nine years, he had to live with host families in both. He played in the Nationals organization for seven and then the Mariners organization for two. He got caught. He got, and look, we all make decisions in life, but he was at, I want to say he had a full ride at Arizona state. Then he got convinced to go to this Juco um, to, for one last year before he got called into the called up and here he is. He doesn't have a college degree. Nothing. Played in the minors for nine years. Got nothing. I mean, he said he wouldn't trade it for anything. But
1: well, you know, it 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 it's tough. Um, I won't go too far down that path. But you know what I call AAA. Hmm. I call it the saddest place in the world because to be a AAA in baseball, you have to be. I mean, you are the best of the best. Yeah. I mean, you are you are legitimately great but you're just not great enough So like nobody at AAA wants to be a triple a double a you've got people that are you know coming up they're young they're they're moving up but triple a the difference between triple a and major league baseball um is so vast right the difference in performance the difference in ability is so minute but the difference in outcome is so vast that i think it's the one place like again doesn't matter whether you're a AAA coach. You know, if you're a AAA coach, you want to be coaching in the majors, right? Yeah. You know, in, in AAA, you're living with a host family. In Major League Baseball, you don't carry your bag.
0: <laughs> that's a, I have not heard that. I, I I In my next conversation, I will bring that up. With them. T-
1: tell them that's my theory. That's my yeah. theory. Right. Do you ever see a uh, Bull Durham? Actually, you know what? In honor of that. Do you ever see Bull Durham?
0: Yes. Love it. Right.
1: Just, you know, you were in the show. Like, if you just flashed in the show, if you were, you know, if you showed up for a day. Actually, there was a great article last year about a guy. Um, I think he had retired. He was, he'd never been called up. And he was, he was called up. I think it was with the Mets. It doesn't matter who he was with, but he, but he was, um, he was going to be the emergency pitcher. Right. So they needed somebody, they brought him up, but he wasn't on the 40 man roster. So they were going to have to make, you know, an adjustment. The game got rained out. So, and it was raining the whole day. Right. So they never made the roster move. So he never got put on the 40 man roster. And, you know, so they, in essence, they were able to skip that start. And by the next start, I guess the, the guy he was replacing was back or something um, and because of you know the impact of what it means to be put on the forty man roster, you know, there's lots of repercussions to it. Never got another shot. So, uh, so he was technically never called up, but but he was at the hotel,
0: ready to. Uh,
1: and he was supposed to pitch. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Uh, Can you imagine you're you are that close? And
0: and didn't not- get didn't get your shot.
1: And nothing, and nothing. All righty, Mike, let's get to the main topic today. Mike, can you believe that it's almost the end of February?
0: I know this year. I think like all years is flying by. you You made a good point, though, I think one time, gosh, I think it was recently we were just chatting. And you said, well, you know, for a 10-year-old, a year is like 10% of their life. But for a 40-year-old or 44-year-old, which I am, a year is, you know, 2% of your life. So it clearly goes by faster.
1: You know, it's amazing how fast it's gone. But also, I saw someone tweet this. This is the fastest, slowest year I've ever had. I think they were referring to that actually in a week. It was the fastest, slowest week. And I knew exactly how they felt. Yeah. Um. So. So we were supposed to have this episode earlier. So we're towards the end of February, and we're going to have our 2022, um, kickoff episode. Um. So, what's going to happen in 2022, Mike? What are your predictions for 2022?
0: My biggest, my biggest prediction is crypto is going to the moon. Oh Jesus! I, I,
1: <laughs> are you really <laughs> fucking bringing up crypto? <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm just I'm totally uh am totally joking. Okay. Um oh it, but but obviously it is it, it is talk about a pyramid sc- scheme and a racket and I mean there there is some legitimacy to some of it but yeah it's uh it's quite crazy with the get rich quick schemes.
1: You know it it, it it it's a rabbit hole but there's a lesson here at least this is the lesson that I that I'm applying um, you know, I, I can't call it a Ponzi scheme. I can't call it a pyramid scheme because I don't know. Um, I don't understand it. I, I, I think that Lord, there's a lot of hype to it. There's no question about yeah. that. Um, but, but here's basically the decision that I've made, right. I have more than enough on my plate and, and more than enough to, you know, in, in, in terms of the Delta for, for where my company needs to be, where I need to be, et cetera, that, you know, to to try to understand it, the the amount of energy that it would take versus, you know, everything else that's going on, and you know, someone said to me, "Well, you know, Doug, this could be, you know, you could be displaced," and and I'm like, "Yeah, I could be. You're right, I could be. <laughs> you know, may, may, maybe Web three displaces me, right? May, maybe that happens, right? Um, and if that." And if it comes out of the blue, you know, then, okay. You know, there's lots of shit I can't control. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't, I, I find myself spending less and less and less time. And I, and I, and I do take the lesson of the Gartner hype of the Gartner hype cycle, um, which is, you know, things rise to their hype, They go down through the trough of disillusionment and then some percentage progress to be real. Right. And, and, and so my sense is, you know what? I mean, first off, I don't have the money or the resources that if it were to make a big move, um, that, that it would change my life financially. Yeah. Right. Um, so, okay. You're like, yeah, you know what? Mark Cuban, maybe he's gonna make another billion dollars because of it, but you know what Mark Cuban could lose a billion dollars. and doesn't mean anything to him. Right you're, 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 you're playing a very different game. And so, you know, my sense is if it really comes, you know, if this whole web three thing, which I don't even understand what web three, I mean, you know, here, here we are, we're taught, I don't even understand what it is. Like what it, it it, it sounds like a bunch of people trying to, you know, how many years was web two, web two before, you know, like once it, you remember how once it actually became real, when web 2.0 became real, we just called it the web. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so, so that's my lesson is,
0: but I'll wasn't it, awesome. I, and you would know this best? It, it, wasn't it Warren Buffett that said, "Don't invest in things that you don't, you know, that you don't understand, or unless you understand them, don't invest." In yeah, them.
1: yeah, I mean, they're you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. and I don't know.
0: I yeah, don't know. I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't you know,
1: it, it, here, here's what I do know. I actually, I was watching the Today Show this morning, and they had something on it. Um, you know, because of all the ads in the Super Bowl, and Kevin O'Leary. Came on to explain it from Shark Tank, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And Kevin O'Leary, who's a spokesman for a crypto exchange. He, he, here's what I know so far. Everybody that that has any "quote unquote" credibility that's really coming out and talking about it, they seem to be sponsored by somebody. There. So again, like I, I don't lack for opportunities to be able to move forward. Um, I'm I'm. I've grasped onto another one of the Navy SEALs mantras, which is slow is steady, steady is fast. So I'm applying that to everything. righty. So what, what, what have you got for real, Mike? What, 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 what's a 2022 prediction for you? What are you seeing? What
0: are you um, seeing? So I think, well, one, the, the world is obviously opening back up. Um, and I am seeing some organizations, and, and I'd love your take on this. Some organizations are trying to—I don't want to say force—but bring employees back to the office, and they're just like people that I'm talking to that are in those situations are having a tough time, kind of grappling with that, or at least you know. And again, there's there's certain people in the world that they don't—they never had the chance to work from home, so you know, this is not that conversation. Um, But I think just like we see this great resignation happening. I think we're all fighting for talent and organizations that don't adopt to this kind of like steady, like, or principle of remote work, work from home, if you can, are going to see an even bigger, you know, riff in their organization. Um, So that's, that's obviously one prediction that I have.
1: You know, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I mean, a I, I know you got to be careful when you watch the headlines, you know, I know like Microsoft is talking about everyone's got to be back, but I also know Microsoft has always had a, a large percentage of their workforce has had various remote elements. Yep. So, so, you know, one, one, one component is what groups are we talking about? The, the devil's always in the details. Um, I also think, you know, there there are people out there that are saying, if you, you know, Jamie Dimon, who, um, head of JP Morgan, who tends to be one of the more outspoken people to says people have to be in the office. You know, I think it's going to be a long time before JP Morgan and Jamie Dimon are, are dealing at a talent deficit. Right. I think if you and I were to try to play that, it would, it, it would be a bigger issue. Um, and, you know, do I think that, that the trend towards hybrid is, is here to stay? Absolutely. Um, but you know, even if the percentage of people who want to work in the office becomes a small percentage, relatively speaking, it's still a lot of people. And without a
0: doubt, without a and, doubt. And and,
1: and and so, you know, there, there, there's an element to me that says, I, I kind of go back to what's the game that you're playing. Um, you know, Jamie Diamond believes and 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 there's some there's some good research on this, by the way, that talks about you know the number one element on on relationship and and creativity is how many feet away you are from somebody and it's like 150 feet it's like a pretty small number um. So you know he's got a game that he's playing he's looking to attract a certain type of person, Um, so the fact that. You know, the fact that 90% see what he's doing and say, I wouldn't want to do that, that, that doesn't make it inherently bad. So, you know, I, I think that where you work is a subset of everything. But I, you know, I, I as, as with, as we were talking about with crypto, I think I, I just can't help but feel like that whole, that like, it's, it's like people want to argue for the sake of arguing there. It's like, you know, okay, whatever.
0: Well, I, I, so I, I agree with everything you say, except for the fact that, or this would actually be an agreement, is the devil's in the details. Um, because there are certain industries, employee types that will leave an organization if they don't have the flexible work schedule. And not only that, you can acquire, in a lot of instances, you can acquire significantly better talent. Because now you're no longer locked in geographically, especially for smaller organizations. You're giving the example of you know,
1: yeah, but ge- it's not more- smaller. But but the problem is it's not smaller organizations that are making the announcements that you have to come back to the office.
0: Well, okay, <laughs> That's just, but uh, true,
1: right? So so it's just, um, yeah. I mean, I I I agree. I mean, I think I I, I think the whole work condition. I think I think the Great Resignation is is going to continue to um to play a role i think i think the element on talent is is, is going to play a role i mean i agree with that but i but i think this whole you know work from home work from the office which one's right i mean i, I thought it was no no, no, no. They're, they're, i right. thought it was stupid I, when it was on the other yeah. side and right, now that right. everyone you know I, you right. know i thought people were missing that um look there are going to be some people where you know they are going to work from the office and, and for them it's going to be an advantage does does that mean it plays and you know, it comes back again to what's your game play your game yeah all right. What else you got, Mike?
0: What's your next? Prediction? Why, why, why don't you, why don't you go? Next? Uh, you keep going. You're on a roll. So an, another kind of prediction is, and this is going to be, this is going to be a challenge for a lot of call it technology startup organizations. And I think we're going to see the proliferation of it in almost every industry, but data regulations, security, privacy, In some spaces, those are, they're becoming kind of like checkboxes that, hey, if you don't have this, we can't do business with you. And uh, like, even just looking at your business as an agency, you're touching other people's uh, like data structures and-
1: Only appropriately.
0: Right. Only, right. Only appropriately. However- That is a backdoor into an organization's, you know, infrastructure or data. And so I think we're going to see more and more organizations, both small, large, et cetera, require, you know, third party certifications, more things around uh, authentication mechanisms, um, documentation, NDAs are no longer good enough um, is, is is a big prediction that I have
1: you think that's going to happen in 2022?
0: I think you're going to start seeing it more in 2022. We saw that, we saw it, and I know we'll get into this in a minute. We got. We saw a big time, a huge shift uh, in the second half of 2021, where historically very large organizations would come to us and say, do you have a SOC 2? No, you do not. Um, and SOC 2 is a compliance framework for anybody that's not, uh, familiar with it. Um, So then we would have to go down the rabbit hole of, okay, we'll fill out this 450 question security audit. And we could go through that and we would ultimately pass. But then what we also saw was a lot of even larger organizations that were either heavily VC funded or recently gone public they wouldn't even do business with you unless you had a SOC 2. Like it, it, it was straight up pay to play. And so we said, we started thinking about it more and more. Okay, maybe we should really start Wait, taking you it You just serious. said it's like,
1: straight up pay to play. What do you mean by that?
0: It, well, a SOC 2 doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're actually <laughs> doing the best things in the world because you write the SOC 2 for yourself um, or, or the policies and procedures. Sure, you work with an auditor on it, etc. But But it, it doesn't, It's not like you're taking the $30,000 to $150,000 to become compliant and and implementing a bunch of awesome security posture for your organization. You can get away with cheating, just like you can get away with cheating on your taxes. Um, So again, what what we were seeing was a lot of more... Go on. A lot of more progressive organizations or newer organizations, again, heavily VC funded, recently gone public. They wouldn't even do business with you unless you had, and again, this is industry specific because we're a SaaS company, a, that we had a SOC Um, And then what we really started seeing accelerate towards the latter half of 2021 was the fact that even small organizations were coming to us and saying, do you have a SOC 2? No, you do not. Okay, some of them would say, well, we can't do business. We have a policy now in place that we cannot do business with anybody that does not have a SOC 2, or here's a 450-page or 450-questionnaire question uh, security audit that you have to go through that our security team needs to review and validate, and then we'll decide whether or not we want to do business with you. Well, the problem with that 450-question questionnaire is it takes hours upon hours upon hours to fill out. And in a lot of instances, just financially, it, what we charge per year didn't make sense for us to to fill them out. So we ultimately had to walk away from opportunities. Again, I'm talking about our business specifically, but I talked to a lot of other SaaS founders that have the same challenge. And I think, again, we're going to start seeing it proliferate into even services-based organizations.
1: Well, yeah, we're already seeing that. Um, yeah. The number of times we have to um, – you know, where we have to complete a questionnaire. Now, it's, you know, it's funny, because 90% of the questions that they ask us aren't, aren't relevant to us, because we're not, we're not providing the data structure, we're just touching the data, right? Right? Um, Yeah, but but I like, so what I think was unfair, I think it was unfair for you to refer to it as pay to play, because I mean, a you're not paying them, which I know you didn't mean, but what, so, so I agree with you that that the role of data um, and regulation around data and risk around data is is going to continue to increase. Um, and I think it's going to lead to a number of unexpected consequences. I can't remember when we did the episode, but it was when um, uh, Scott, and I forget who we can't use Scott Brinker, Chief MarTech, Head of uh, Platform Ecosystems for HubSpot, um, you know, kind of the future of, of tech over, I guess it was for like, the 2020s i can't remember so it's probably late 2020 that we did it and and one of the things that that we called out in that episode was that the problem with the predictions was it, it really looked at the continuation of the previous 10 years right and in the previous 10 years regulation has played virtually no role in the proliferation of tech and i do think that um risk data regulation um and you know data privacy is, is the next battleground right? yep right um and 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 you know so much of what's happening right now i think in 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 a lot of the political posturing is really you know it's an underlying posturing towards what is going to become that battle around data privacy so 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 i agree with you what when i think the bigger trend is and the underlying cause this might be something to think about and and i would say people that are listening this is an important element, which is there's, you know, the pendulum is swinging back to safety.
0: And r- risk reduction, risk mitigation. Absolutely.
1: Well, so, so I, you know, when, when I talk with sales and marketing teams, I say one of, one of their problems is that they tend, you know, they all have a tendency to focus so much on why they're the best. We're the best, we're the best, we're the best. And, and what they oftentimes don't realize is being the best isn't enough. You have, yep. you, you have to be the best and the safest. You see, best is about eliminating pain, but safety is about eliminating fear. You know, why did IBM win? Not because they were better, because they were safer, right? And, um, you know, we, we, we actually have a deep dive video on, on a behavioral um, science concept called satisficing, which is, you know, most people, when we think about selling, when we think about doing these things, where we, we think people are pursuing what's the best choice, when, when the reality is what they're pursuing is the choice least likely to be the worst, right? And, and so when you say pay to play and you say, well, you know, the problem with SOC too is that it's not really, it doesn't really mean anything because you, you can do your own, but it means that you're spending 30 to $120,000. It means that, you know, if you're gonna lie, if you're gonna cheat it, you have to cheat it purposely. Which, which by true true, which, which by the way, if you take a look at all the other agreements and indemnifications, you know. You, so, so if I say I'm sock two and I give you my sock two and I cheat at the sock two, right, and you have to sign off on it and it has to be audited, right? Well, now you're bordering on fraud. You know what? What's the likelihood that someone's going to have a big gap? Is it more or less likely versus someone who's gone through the process of having to review something and they've just cheated it versus you know, yes, that's there, but it's a smaller population than the vulnerabilities that exist for people that haven't looked at it at all. So so what SOC 2 has become is it's it just kind of become a placeholder. It's become a signal to say, you know, if you have SOC 2, that doesn't mean that you're
0: right but it does mean you're a hell of a lot less likely it, it, to be w- really wrong. W- w- absolutely. Without a doubt. And when I, so yeah. there's two areas, there's two areas of the pay to play. One is we but have to play, but can, can you let me, let well, me pay speak. to
1: play is, 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 is a derogatory term.
0: Okay. Invest to play. I no, <laughs>
1: but it's, it's no, you, cause you're playing like, like, like pay to play is I'm paying you to play my record. That's where the term comes from. Yes. Right, it it's it's an under the table transaction where the provider, you know, the company that that that's that you're playing with is the one that's getting paid. You're not paying, you know, the company coming to you saying, "Do you have SOC 2?" They have no financial benefit that you have to do SOC 2. It's just a way, it's a simple easy way to say, you know, could could there be somebody that doesn't have SOC 2 that, that that's a tech company? that that could have been the right one yeah there's the possibility that there is a you know a needle in the haystack is it really worth our time and energy and risk to find that so like again my 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 issue with you is the term pay to play I, I you know because i would say at a certain point if you're serious about being in the world of providing technology applications then you should you know you're going to have something.
0: well, okay. So it is an area. Okay. So regardless of, of the terminology used, the, there are some fundamental one, we are, we, we have from day one, we have taken security very, very seriously. And the reason behind that is if we were to get breached, we'd be. No, I understand that. uh, We would effectively be out of business. Sure. But in order for us to continue to sell, our solution. We now need to go through a, and again, it's it's not because we, we have learned some things and maybe we're going to put in some better policies, but, or maybe we're just going to document our policies better. We're going to have those, some of those check boxes, things along those lines. However, it's a pretty substantial investment. We are in a different place now. If somebody were to come to us two years ago or three years ago when we were starting to hear, oh, you need to be SOC 2 compliant, otherwise you can't, we can't even do business with you. There was no way we could make those investments back then. We can now, so if you're a bootstrap startup and you play in the technology world, it's it's a very hard now environment to get involved in because of all those, uh, out of the gate, it's like, should I spend $30,000 on, developing my product further or should I spend $30,000 on getting a piece of paper that says, you know, uh, I've gone through all of the motions of getting, you know, certified as, uh, as a
1: well. So, so, well, you say that like that's unique into this area. I, I, I would venture that there's lots of places where 10 years ago, five years ago, you could be like your UI could be less functional five years ago than, than, than it has to be today. Without um, a doubt you know, you could be a lot less complete to be complete five years ago to get started. I mean, I get where you're today. going with
0: this is like you you can reduce risk for your customer. No, no, but I'm, like, but
1: I'm not just talking about reduced risk. I'm talking about every aspect and, and, and Mike, you're, you know, for what you're doing, you you're doing it on a very, very small team. You are absolutely an outlier. Yeah. Right. But, and you're increasingly trying to play in non outlier business segments, right? That's, that's part of where you're in a little bit of a misalignment with, you know, with your company, but, but like you're inferring, let me ask you, are you saying that companies shouldn't have SOC 2 compliance?
0: No, they, sorry, at, 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 they, at the right stage, the, the challenge that I have with even just SOC 2 is you as the company determine what are your controls that you're going to put in place. And if you don't have the money to do a DLP solution or something like that, you can just, you write those out of your control policies. So just by having a SOC, this company SOC 2 is going to be different from this one. This is going to be different from this one. And it somewhat becomes, while it's supposed the framework is all of the same and the way that it's audited is, is, is more or less the same. It's become a very actually kind of commoditized. It's becoming more and more of a commoditized market unless you're a very large organization with lots of different products, et cetera, which is why you can get a SOC 2 completely done for... 20, 30 K now versus you look back two years, you are looking at a So you're making
1: an argument or... against what you just said. Okay. The more commoditized it is, the more it's, 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 it's a ticket into the game. It's a, it's a statement of like, I, you know, if nothing else, SOC two says we have gone through a process to review
0: all elements of, it, it, of it, right. But not all, but not all elements because you can write out those policies. Well, and, you have still reviewed it. Right no you you well i get okay i guess that's if true. i'm writing out the
1: if i'm writing it out of my policy i'm i'm specifically writing it out of my policy yeah okay right? and, and 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 again i'm not saying like again soc 2 doesn't say you're right it just says
0: that you've done and, and, this and you've thought well, about it well it says truth. that
1: you're less likely to be more wrong right right so so it becomes you know, it, 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 it's a time saver, it's a brain saver, it's a capacity saver that, you know, th- this is where I think a lot of small companies get lost when they sell to larger companies, which is in very, very few things for larger companies. Are you the difference between success or not? You're, oh, you're, right, you're right, a right, contributor. Right. And and so again, it goes to, it's not, of, of the re-
0: universe re- of re- people. Remember, okay, so hold on, let's take a step back. So re- if we remember where this part of the conversation started, it was, look, I know we have to invest in a stock too. I don't think it's a bad investment. That's why we're doing it. And we weren't, we're not necessarily doing it for the large organizations because we, we didn't have a problem filling out a 450 question questionnaire because the, the, the dollars and the risk mitigation for both sides made sense. But where we – kind of the changing point was if we want to do business in the, SM, the SMB market, we are seeing more and more mar- organizations in the SMB market sure having it as a requirement that you no. are have a SOC 2. Well, I don't
1: – I mean, Mike, I, again, we're, we're, we're mixing things, but if you're filling out 450-page questionnaires and you're saying, well, we don't have a problem filling out 450-page questionnaires as part of a – opportunity to compete for business. I mean I would say that you've already, you know, you 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 paid for a SOC2 compliance multiple times over. You probably should have just gotten the SOC2 compliance and not done
0: Well, that 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 also leads to but that also leads to an, uh, another part of the, you know, this was something that we learned in 2021. We had always believed that a SOC2 was going to be far more involved, far more difficult, a much bigger investment. Well than what we now know. I don't, so that's a bore huge takeaway. I don't want to bore people to death
1: around SOC, SOC 2, but there are multiple levels of SOC two compliance. So so to you know to have a SOC two is the base level of SOC two. I know yeah, type the, w- there's there's like type, a type
0: two SOC two which is far type, more robust. Right. But type two is what you have. Nobody's you do a type one just as kind of like a stopgap and then type two you stop. You don't most companies or a lot of organizations don't even do a type one. They just move straight to a type two, which it's well, like then there's and that as have, well. And it has been audited. It, the reason why you go to a type one is so that you can have a piece of paper much sooner and saying, hey, here's our controls. Here's our policies. So,
1: so now think, we're putting
0: together the evidence for it. And once I have the evidence, then we give you a type two.
1: But again, what, what I would say the lesson from this, and I would agree with the prediction is I think there's more of a move to safety. And the reason for that is twofold, right? One is the whole issue around data and the yep. whole issue around data breaches, et cetera, that, you know, it's a devastating component, right? Um, and, and and by the way, if, you know, if, if I'm a mid-market company and I'm, you know, the last thing I want to have to worry about is some you know, complementary application, you know, having <laughs> ha- having a flaw that you unfettered know,
0: access to big, my big, data that causes it,
1: me, it, you know, to well, to get fined 100%, by 100 percent. Absolutely. Right? Um, and <clears throat> so, so again, you have this whole issue around data that has gotten very heightened, which which I think in a, you know, an episode about 18 months ago, we talked about that, that the finance suite and the IT suite you know, they, they had become as disempowered as they had been since in my lifetime, that the, the pendulum was coming back, that they were seeing some of the power. It, it, it and so what you're to, seeing is the IT department is taking yeah. back some of its-
0: The legal and IT department, absolutely. Right,
1: and, and, and that, that you know, the, the whole shadow IT, that's a big issue. I totally agree. But, but the other element is we've just gone through a life-changing, oh shit, we became aware that, I mean, think about this, man, on, you know, January, 2020, we, we, we've got an economy that's super hot. We've got unemployment at three point something percent. Everything is, you know, Skittles and rainbows and like, oh, look, there's that, there's that silly thing in China. Can you believe that? To, you know, my kid gets married and we're not allowed out of the house. The two were unrelated. Um right in 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 a period of 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 days right it's it was it was insane and it's like all of a sudden when that happens that battle scar comes back and what i would say the lesson from that is that that safety matters And, and what i would say is you know as a salesperson as a as a marketer identifying how do you make your solution feel safer right and and i think that's a place where you know, no one understands what your applications do, right? So, so there's that, and and, and that, that that applies to service providers, etc. All righty, here's my prediction. So we can get to the question of of the uh, of the show. My prediction is that 2022 is going to be a lot like 2021.
0: That's your prediction every year. <laughs> in 2021, it was it's going to be the same as 2020.
1: Um, well, you know, in 2020, it wasn't the same because I did predict a recession going into 2020 um i do think that you know you know beware of a surprise you know what what's the surprise i think the surprise last year was you know it was the uh you know waxed and daxed summer you know and then hello delta and omicron um i think that that um you know i do think that we're seeing we're seeing disruption in in a lot of funded markets i know from other stuff that i'm listening to i don't have first First-hand knowledge of this, but I think we're going to see some. Well, we're not going to see them because they're not going to make the announcements. By the way, I think we've already started seeing a little bit of it, right? You know, all these big, um, you know, hey, we're a unicorn announcements that so and so, you know, has become a major strategic investor. Which, if you read between the lines, it kind of says we've sold to, right?
0: Yeah, right. Sold. But it,
1: but it looks like a funding. Um, there's going to be some down rounds. I think that's going to have. You know that that that, that's going to have a corresponding element. Um, I do think something's going to happen in the capital markets. Interest rates are definitely going to go up this year. No one's seen interest. You know, no executive has been in their executive position in an aggressive interest rate increase environment. Um, That's going to have some interesting elements.
0: Interesting, yes. Um,
1: Okay. So so you know, and by the way, what that's going to do to to your. to demand levels, uh, you know, I I think everyone's looking at, you know, everyone's predicting the same as as we tend to do, and and we got spoiled. I mean, the I, here's, I mean, it's almost a sad thing, right? COVID for small mid market, COVID for business, it's been one of the greatest payouts for business in history, right? At least in America, right? I mean, it, you know, demand didn't. You know, again, if you own a restaurant, that's different. You know, demand levels didn't fall. You you had every excuse um, to tighten. I think this whole issue. I mean, I think we're going to continue to have supply chain issues, which which are going to be interesting. Um, and it's interesting too that you know take a look at. I, I think I, I don't know that this is fact, but I I'm sure it's close enough that 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 I'll share it. Um, so the price of a Big Mac over the last decade has increased by forty percent. McDonald's profits have increased by 43% over the last decade. And I think, you know, pay to the average employee at McDonald's has increased by about 10%. You know, so it's an interesting thing. You know, we, you know everyone's talking about inflation, but, but you know, like I, I'm just old enough to remember a little bit of stagflation of 1970s inflation when, you know, the economy was hard, companies weren't making money, you know, interest rates were high, inflation was high, growth was low um, you know, it is, it is an interesting question. I think how much of in how much of this inflationary environment is just, you know, companies are raising prices because they can, I mean, you heard Chipotle said we've increased our prices of, you know, by X and we've seen no, um, no, you know, no, no, push no back. decrease, Right. Yep. Right. No, no, no. You know, and, and, and so I think that, you know, as interest rates start going up, as, as we move into whatever a normal is, I, I think that there's, um, there's going to be some displacement. And so I think, You know, I'm thinking a lot about second and third order effects. Um, I'm also thinking about, you know, what's the long game. Um, I'm not playing for 2022. 2022 matters. But I'm thinking about, you know, where do I, you know, how do I make sure I'm playing the game in 2025? Right, whatever that game is. Um,
0: So... That's actually a fascinating stat about McDonald's. I had not heard that.
1: Again, I don't, um, I, I can't tell but, you But, but still, it, but accurate, it is but, the is, but I think
0: industry-wide, that's kind of like, that. that's, yep. that 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 is, that's crazy. It's a bit, it's a bit infuriating, but th- that's another conversation. And I mean, you even see Netflix doing it now. Every, every, I feel like every couple of months, Netflix is like, yeah, we're raising our prices by $2. We're raising our prices by $2. Well, you know. Um, it's like, because it- they can.
1: What was it like I, I, I forget how many billions of revenue Amazon just created for itself because they're raising the price of prime by 15 bucks yeah um you know you know the the you know the the, the issue around wages I think is is being underestimated and you know and and and, and the polarization um, there's there's still a lot of craziness going on so no oh, without a 100%. Absolutely. So, and again, that's where I say, you know, you gotta make sure it's so easy to, to, to jump out of your game. Um, you know, stay focused on your course, slow is steady, steady is fast. And let's get to, hmm. Hmm. oh yeah. How's everybody doing? Alrighty, Hannah, what's our question in this, this uh, episode?
0: All right. What is one thing you learned last year that others listening in can benefit from as we get further into 2022?
1: So Hannah, does that have to be a what did I learn last year that I learned last year? Or could it be something that I maybe knew before last year, but it got reinforced last year. I just need to know what the rules are here.
0: (laughs) Either or go for it. Your show. (laughs) righty, Mike, what you you got? Uh, So again, it, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier. If, and around compliance and data and regulation, it's while it seems like a, bit of a huge investment a scary thing to dive into what I learned and what and again this was the biggest like project or time investment that we put in last year was it's actually not as difficult as we as as we thought it was going to be um so, so the
1: lesson for you then is don't assume that you know what you think you know
0: right at 100 um, i like it way to dumb it down well you know you're very you good
1: at me, that. You, 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 oh. you force me to do that sometimes. Right. Um, so I'll actually give you another lesson that I think that you could take from that as an example, and I think it's an important lesson for everybody. Um, and you know, you and I have had many side conversations around this. I think that we always have a tendency to focus on how we sell. Um, and you know, I remember this is you. you see, you and I are con- you and you and I are kindred spirits on this. You know, I think part of the problem that you had with SOC too, wasn't just that you thought it was a lot more. It's that you thought it was just a stupid document yeah. and, and it doesn't mean anything and God damn it. I'm right. And the market is, is effing wrong and this is stupid and I'm not, you know, and, and, you know, I remember, you know, I, I, have had many a business, you know, failed to hit, hit an objective because God damn it. I'm right. And, um, and you know, what I learned is the market can be wrong. Dude, I, I, mean, are,
0: I got, you are absolutely 100% correct. I mean, I can't tell you how many conversations Eric and I had where we were like, this is, oh, this is, why are we doing this? I'd rather take the money and invest elsewhere, but you're- And, and so, and so what I would, what,
1: what I, the, the lesson to that is we have a tendency to focus on how we sell, how we think we should sell. But I think before you can have that, you really need to understand how do your customers buy? Yep. And I think if you had looked at it through the lens of how do they buy? Um, and look, you can try to change the way a company buys. Now, now what I'll tell you is from, from a sales perspective and a marketing perspective, you can sometimes get that done with a, I mean, it, 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 it's a hard effort and it tends to cost a lot of money In in the area that you have direct impact. Right, um, but you are not going to get that done in in the complementary area. So, so again, for example, you were not an IT
0: solution. Absolutely, we are not a core operating system for an organization. There is no way they're changing their procurement. But but
1: approach. also, but but again, my point is like you know the marketer might change something, even though even though you're still not quote unquote core. You're not the marketing automation platform, but but you're having the direct impact on them. You know the IT, to, you know. You know, so, so again, understanding and, and realizing that the ticket to the ball game is you got to meet the way your customers buy. And that applies to what you're talking about, applies to, to a whole bunch of other things. Um, so my lesson, um, what I learned in, in, in 2021, I mean, we had an amazing 2021. Like, I mean, we just had an absolute you know, knock on wood.
0: born burner. Scales,
1: um, success gods, I respect you. Um, we had a, you know, we had a tremendous 2021. Um, we're, we're, we're running ahead of where we, you know, we're running ahead of 2021 right now. Um, though our second half was, I mean, I mean, our fourth quarter was, our fourth quarter was our best year ever. Maybe our best two years ever. <laughs> um, you know, but right now, so our, our fourth quarter was our best quarter ever. Right now, our first quarter is our second best quarter ever. Um, we're We're not going to hit Q four. So so from an outcome and and I actually shared this on a monthly video with our team, you you can see starting in Q two, Q three of last of twenty twenty, where it started just trending up majorly. Um, you know, so after what, fifteen years we became an overnight success. And if you look at what we're doing, if you look at the type of companies we're doing, and if you look at the capabilities that we have um and you know the funny thing is we have so much that we have to get better at but but if i look back like the the progress that we've made is just monumental but it never felt like it yeah it never felt like we were making pro- as a matter of fact if you would ask me on a weekly basis are you getting better you know like like in the moment i'm like oh no it's oh we, we've got this problem oh, we got this problem oh, we got this problem you know it's and i could overwhelm you with the problems that that, that we have today um it doesn't feel like progress when you're in there um and and by the way i hate probably probably my number one you know it used to be 110 percent, but what i hate right now more than any other platitude is if you can get one percent better every day like all you have to do is get one percent better every day and it it angers me so much because one percent one percent improvements a lot one percent is huge right I'm at, like, if you can get one basis point better, right? One 100th one of a percent, right? That, that you know, because um, c- by the way, 1% per day is about 5X in, in a year. And for anyone going, no, no, it's 365%. If you get 1% better every day, you've got to add the compounding effect. Uh,
0: yeah, the compounding, right. Right, yeah.
1: so, so, you know, and you're not going to get five times better in a year. That's not how it happens. But it's kind of like, I mean, it, it is like an overnight success in that it's we're not making any progress, not making any progress, not making any progress. You know, you've, you, you've seen the little um, memes that have, you know, what everyone thinks success is and it's either a straight line or a stair step. And what right, it really yeah. is, is this, you know, crazy loop And they're both wrong because what it is, is it looks like, you know, you're kind of getting a whole lot of nowhere and then all of a sudden it's whoop right. It's like, all of a sudden there's this big step up and it's like, wait, we're, where'd this come from? And if you think about anything that you've ever done, you'll find that that's the case, right? If you're, you know, if you become a great golfer, it's like nothing, 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 nothing. And then all of a sudden, wait, how'd this get easy? How did hitting a fade become like, how how did I learn to be able to do it? You know, I'd I'd effectively hit a fade two out of 20 times. Wait, now I'm doing it 15 out of 20. How'd that happen? Right. And it didn't go from two to three to four to five. It went from Two to, three, two to 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 three, eight, right? Eight to six, eight to six, eight to six, eight, to six, eight 15, right? It, it, that's how it happens. And it's all about, you know, one, one of the principles that I think we're going to be adding to some of our principles is be maniacally focused on the objective, be, be maniacally focused on the destination, be insanely flexible on the journey, be consistent, just, you know, stay focused on it, stay focused on it, which comes back to play your game. Slow is steady, steady is fast, right? It, it's when we're. I, I mean, I, I do. I think. I think increased capabilities is the byproduct of good actions. It's not the objective, right? And we try to make it. You know, the goal is to get better, when in fact it's the byproduct. Actually, I'm re- I'm reminded of what Jim Rohn said many many years ago, when becoming a millionaire was actually potentially fin- You know, met potential financial independence and he said become a millionaire not for the money but for what you'll have to become to be to winning. become a millionaire right um and and so you know just really learning that cuz i'm somebody that wants to outthink outsmart and outplay and and just seeing um what a little bit every day does um has has been you know it's had a tremendous impact for me
0: both personally and professionally, I believe that's probably <laughs> that's absolutely the case. Because um, if you don't focus on those things, it, you, you drive yourself mad. You are going to. I am in the same way. I like improving, trying to improve one percent per day. Is like look? I am going to have shitty days, and quite frankly, I am going to have a shitty week or maybe yeah, a I'm shitty two not- week period. And I feel like I didn't make any progress. But if I look at things on a quarterly basis, I am going to say, "Holy shit!" Like. We you
1: actually, know what? I, 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 I mean, yes, I, but I think, you know, what I've learned is the importance of stretching out even beyond a quarter. Oh,
0: no, no, with, without a doubt. one hundred percent.
1: And by the way, you're going to see this with, with your involvement in youth uh, sports youth baseball, right? You, you have all these, you know, the, the ones who come out of the gate, superstars. Yep. Right now, now some of them are legitimately, they, they stay there, but, but, but they're actually the exception you know, all of a sudden these, these kids who were just kind of on the edges, but they kept working on it. They kept working on it. They kept working on it. You know, at, at 18, you're going to wait, where'd they come from? Right. Yeah. You know, where, I'm already, I,
0: I've already seen some of that with like kids that were like either on a lower team. Now they're like, I'm like, how the hell did he, did he go from, you, you, you didn't see him the whole winter. And then it's like, Holy crap. Like this, this kid is mature to ton. Already Mike, time
1: to wrap it up. Already and our sound effect here isn't even working. So we're gonna have to skip that one. Um, Mike, what's your takeaway today?
0: So takeaway um, for any organization that is like, again, we talked about data privacy, data regulation. There are, think about just like what you just talked about with regards to, you know, small steps. Like, you know, step forward here, step forward there. If you take that same approach with your security, privacy, data regulation, and to have that as kind of like a little bit of a back burner, but you make some steady progress, when you decide to do some type of audit, your life will get your, your life will be a heck of a lot easier versus trying to do it all in one fell swoop.
1: My takeaway, and it's funny because when I first started Imagine and I first put together what our process was the first thing we did was an exercise that we called defining your game and my takeaway today is define your game you can't play your game if you don't know what your game is and and especially today especially in the next at least year and maybe this is just you know fomo's always been there but but the rate of it is gargantuanly higher it's so easy to fall off and be playing someone else's game and that's you know that's when you you not only you don't win but you don't learn the more you can be focused on understanding what your game is and measuring your game and by the way you're not competing with anybody except yourself and the more you can take that the more you're going to find if you can just get a little bit better at that in 2022 2022 is going to be a good year for you
0: amen